0: Welcome to San Diego New Life again, with woman to woman chat. Um, as you may see, we have a very special guest, guest tonight. We have Pastor Sheet. Um, this month, last Sunday, we celebrated Father's Day, so we're continuing celebrating the whole month. We are um, missing this afternoon, we're missing Sister Rosie. She had a um, family emergency. Please keep her and her family in prayer. You know, so let's see. So, welcome, Pastor.
1: Thank you. Good to be here with How you, are you doing Sister today. Anna. I'm great. I'm great. How are you?
0: Good. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here. You know, we're um, celebrating fathers, so we wanted to talk to you. We have a couple of questions that we want to ask you, you know. All right. In regards to fathers, you know, fathers are in the Bible. They're the head of the house. Yes. They are one of the main principles, you know, but my family member of the house that they could guide their children to yes. the Lord yes. and so my first question is like what is the most important lesson that you learned from your father and that you could pass down to your children
1: good question <laughs> I think uh, at least one of the most important uh, lessons I learned from my father was to treat people with love and, and, and respect you know uh, whether it's about managing uh, your relationship with your spouse or, or your children or dealing with your boss or just, just dealing with people uh, on an everyday basis. My dad taught me to treat everyone the way that I would want to be treated, you know, and that is, of course, with love and respect and dignity, too.
0: I think that's what we call the rule of gold, you know, treat everybody the way that you want to be treated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the, that's what God kind of shows us, you know. I mm-hmm. think everybody would love, respect, and sure. bring it to the Bible, you know. it says yeah. that's one of the main things that we need to do. Yes, yes. So, the second question that we have is, what is your take in becoming your son's friend? Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> becoming a friend a friend of my son, well, kid. <laughs> who, who, who wouldn't want to, to be a best friend of, of your son or your daughter, you know, uh, but uh, to work toward that desire, you know, to be your son or your daughter's best friend, if, if that's what you're working toward, it, it really blurs the boundaries of, of the biblical prescribed role uh, of, of the family. You know, and, and it confuses the relationship between the parent and the child.
0: Yes, what I, mm mm-hmm. well,
1: You know, when, when the thing is, when my boys were growing up, I, I wanted them to have friends, you know, like every dad. We, we want our boys to, to have friends. We want our children to have friends. Um, uh, they need to have peer friends. Uh, they don't need to have a dad friend, okay? So I, I, I recognize that that uh, you know my job as a dad is to love them, to take care of them, uh, you know to to uh, help them uh, learn to be the best they can be. All right, and uh, you know so so that's my job. Yeah, do I want them to to love me back? Absolutely i want them to love me back I, I want to be a part of their life but i can't be their best friend and be their dad at the same time the difference there is that at some point you know i have to teach i have to train and yes i have had to discipline my children yeah. you know a best friend won't do that
0: Mm-mm.
1: because they risk and especially if they're a best friend they yeah. will they won't risk uh, losing the status of of best friend, you know, yeah. but uh, a parent, uh, a, a father has to be the adult yes. in the room and mm-hmm. stand up and do what what he's called to do.
0: Yeah, so I think that nowadays a lot of people confuse that with being, I mean, they talk about a lot about, you know. Being um, really hard on your kids, and and if you go with, if you go way to back in the past, how parents used to be really hard on their kids and things like that. And there is, like you said, you were to a point you were a good father, but you disciplined. But mm-hmm. you get to that point that you can't be their best friends because no. I'm personally thinking that they kind of way they lose respect for you as a father, and they expect the kid go. That's not teaching them what the Bible says. And you could, you know, guide them through through the Lord and make sure that they follow, you know, what you were up to, what you were raised to. And, you know, yeah, you could have a communication with them because I think that's also what they confuse that. They think that if you're your um, kid's best friend, you have a great communication, but you could have one just being a good father and teaching them. And like you said, you know, they have their personal friends. They could... Mm -hmm. Tell them there's, you know, and have that friendship with them mm-hmm. and have a good friend and have that other kind of communication. But as sure. a father, you want them to trust you with That's the right. hard issues and that they see you that if they ever in a situation that they think that they can't handle, they know who to go to. Yeah. Not their friend that maybe would get them in a little bit more trouble or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good to have that. Sure. Yeah. And it's not being a, except putting a boundary, it's just being... A good father teaching them hey I'm your dad you we have a great communication but there's a, a line that we can't cross because sometimes I seen it where parents are like yeah they're my best friends They could do whatever they want to do and they don't show that yeah. that you know they're not the model that they mm-hmm. need to be for mm-hmm. their kids and that's I think that's for me I don't think is it could be possible for yeah. personally
1: yeah well there there are certain biblical prescribed roles Mm -hmm. for the family unit Mm -hmm. and and uh our role as as a father is not to be the best friend Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm as a father i'm to hold my children accountable Mm -hmm. i'm to to yes love them with all that that i i can i'm to teach them and to train them i you know and and like we said yeah i am also the disciplinarian you know Um, but but they grow up, if we do it right, they will grow up with greater respect and greater love for us, yeah. you know.
0: And you will see that, them transmitting it to their children, Yes. teaching them the correct way, you know. And first, you know, teaching them to love the Lord. Absolutely. That's always one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. So, my third question is, how difficult was raising two boys and still balancing, you know, being a pastor in the church?
1: Ah, uh, it, it, it was difficult, and, and thank God for my wife, <laughs> because she has stepped in there and uh, really, really helped us, helped me out tremendously uh, with our boys. You know, our, our boy, my boys are, are six years apart. Okay. So, uh, you know, the older one didn't want the younger one to be around, and, and uh, you know, they uh, uh, they, they just they had different friends and different times in doing, doing certain things. But what, what the problem that I had was, was trying to be there for them and be there for the church at the same time. That is a tremendous balancing act. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're the, the senior pastor of a local church, you know, um, when I was coming up in ministry, I was taught that, hey, you have to be there. Uh, for the Church. The Church is priority. The Church is number one, you know, but I've come to realize the Church is not number one, you know. Um, God is number one, and my family it's comes right there mm-hmm. uh, in the in close run with, with God, yep. you know. They're my priority, and I mm-hmm. have to take care of them. Uh, I can remember one time I would, uh, when I was uh, uh, bivocational, uh, I was working uh, a job Uh, That was about a 45-minute drive from my house in the morning, and an hour and a half drive going back home. Uh, And and, uh, so I would go home from work. I would eat. I would go in my office and study. And and, uh, uh, you know, when it was done, when I was done studying, I would I would come out. I would go to bed. You know, and that was my routine, unless it was a church night. And one night I went into my my office and was studying. And uh, uh, there was something that I forgot to pick up out in the living room. So I opened up the door and there was my oldest son on his stomach looking under the crack of the door, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I I, yelled, uh, I hollered to my wife, I said, Debbie, I said, do you see what this boy is doing? And she'd come in and she said, he does that every time you go into that office. Mm-hmm and it broke my heart you know <laughs> and at that point that changed me more than anything i i shut the light off to my office shut the door picked up my son and walked out into the living room and i just spent the rest of the night with him and that changed me i from not from that point on I, I i was reminded that my family is more important than anything else other than god
0: yes yeah so i think um I'm not a pastor kid, but I was raised with a lot of, most of my my friends, my closest friend at church are pastor kids, and I've seen it, and I think there's more in the past too, that the pastors focus so much in the church that they put their family second, and a lot of those kids, some of them, you know, have resentments against the church. sure. Because they see, like, no, well, my dad care more about the church. Because, I mean, as a kid, you don't see that difference between a pastor Mm -hmm. and your dad. This is my dad, you know, it's not a pastor. But, so, you know, as pastors, I think they need to remember that you have to put your family first. And also, I guess maybe, and I'm saying, going back in old times, I don't see it anymore. You know, like a lot of the... Church members always, anytime that your kid did something wrong, it's like, well, that's the pastor kids. Why are yeah. you doing that or something? Yeah. They don't, they forget that they are children,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. and that uh, they're gonna do children yeah. kid, you know, kids sure. stuff, and and sure. if they're teenagers, they, you know, they're gonna do teenager stuff. Not everybody is the same, so we have to always, sure. yeah. so as a pastor, I think they always have to focus yeah. on that. Yeah
1: within the church it seems like that the the, uh, the pastor's kids is always held up to a higher standard mm-hmm. than anybody else's kids mm-hmm. and what we've got to do we have to teach the church that that families come first mm-hmm. your family comes first my family comes first their family comes first you know and then and then we work together mm-hmm. as a church family mm-hmm. but but what my children are held accountable for your children are held accountable for. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. if I'm going to hold my, my children accountable, you need to hold your children accountable. Don't put my child up uh, yeah. on, on a different level, you know, holding them uh, higher or lower than anybody else. That's you know, exactly.
0: we they're
1: my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they're no different than yours. So uh, let's, let, we, we've got to teach that yeah, within the church
0: not forget that they don't have you we don't have to have a higher texture than just because they're the pastor kids yeah. they are human and i think god is going to save them on their time yeah like we always say you know like i'm not saved because my mom was a pastor or i'm not i'm safe. it's a personal relationship yeah. with god that's one of the things that we have yeah. to remember like as a pastor as a dad you can teach him you know the like the bible say you know guide him in the in the bible and then they'll decide yeah. What the yeah. relations that they're going to have with the Lord? Sure,
1: sure. And mm-hmm. let's don't let's don't run our children away from the church. Because uh, let's love them, let's protect them, uh, let's pray for our pastors and their families yes. because the job is difficult. You yeah. know, it is a balancing act. And mm-hmm. um, people that don't pastor and don't, are not ministers, they they don't
0: understand
1: what a fine line that really mm-hmm. is. You know. So. Yes.
0: Is it? It reminds me back in the Bible. Was it? Is it called? Eli, Elia, the, the, the minister that had the two kids that were outside the temple that acted really bad, I, well, it wasn't his fault, it was their kids, their he kids, couldn't yeah. control them, and there's yeah. something that, I mean, like we said, you know, it's personal relationship with yeah. God, yeah. and we can't hold everybody accountable for somebody else's, Yeah. and we just have to remember, because sadly, a lot of the uh, pastor kids are not in the church and the reason is because they had yeah. from the church or yeah. you know they had higher expectations for yeah. everybody and,
1: and, and I think that's a different subject for yes. another time.
0: time amen <laughs> so let's go to the next question uh,
1: that's okay
0: can you tell us three things that you always try to teach your kids and that you hope you will, they will never forget
1: okay. uh, I, I think the first one is to commit your life to God let him guide you in, in every decision that you make because if you do, you're going to be on a good foundation. God is going to be right there to, to help you and to meet you. Um, whatever you're going through, he's, he, he will be there as you look to him and commit to him. And I think the next thing is is what we've been talking about be committed to your family. You know, that's what, what I've been trying to teach um, my boys as they were growing up. Um, and, and and let me say I'm very proud of my sons. Uh, they 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 are good young men, and um, um, one of them, my oldest son, is is pastoring a church right now uh, up in Lakewood, California, and doing a fantastic job, in my opinion, of course. But uh, um, we I see how he loves uh, his family. And how he's putting his family above the church, you know, which is what we just talked about. Uh, My youngest son, he is uh, a lawyer, and uh, he lives up in Northern California and got a beautiful family. Both both boys have three children, two sons and a daughter. You know both of them. Uh, But I I, I've watched him interact with his 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 family, the younger boy, and uh, I I tell you what I. uh, I would like to believe he learned all of that from me <laughs> but he is so good with his family and you can tell the love that he has for him. So God has blessed me uh, with, uh, with a pastor and a lawyer so I have uh, a, a child that will keep me help keep me saved and another child that'll help keep me out of trouble. So I just praise the Lord for that. but I think the next thing, the third thing is that never stop learning, okay? It's so important you, to know that you don't know everything, okay? Right. And there's always something more you mm-hmm. can learn. Okay. And so so uh, I try to teach, can, continue to read as much as you, mm-hmm. you possibly can. Uh, study and, and, and research, do your homework, do whatever mm-hmm. you can to keep learning, to learn something new every day. Yeah. So, um, so
0: my mom used to say that all the time. The day that you stop learning is the day that you stop living yeah so it's always yeah. good to
1: know well too, uh, yeah it, 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 that's that's the day you stop growing too, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah it's it's uh, it's important it's necessary
0: and it's so um you know to hear you talk about your kids so proud uh, you know, there's so many verses on the bible like i guess i don't think we say them enough you know like in proverbs says you know the good wise son prouds the dead and there's so many we could I was reading a couple, and I was just like, "There's like 23 right here." I'm like, "I'm not gonna say all of them," but and it's like the Bible. That's what it says that you raising yeah. a good kid and seeing yeah. how they grown and what they uh, accomplish yeah. as a father it makes you really feel proud. Well, it's exciting and too it's to watch like, yeah. them, you know, mm-hmm. as,
1: as as they go uh, grow and, and and as they as they uh, just just put into practice the things that that you have tried to teach them, you
0: know. And you probably sometimes catch them doing things that you used to do or that you used to tell them
1: yeah. when they were little. Well, it, it's like sometimes when, when uh, I was talking to them, you know, uh, I would say something and, and I would look at my wife and I said, Man, I just heard my dad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think sometimes they do the same thing, you know, They when they're talking to their kids, they, they will say some things and, they, Oh, wait a minute, I think I just heard my dad. That's yeah. what my dad used to always say. So, yeah. yeah it is kind of kind of funny and
0: cool it's nice yeah. so my next question is on your message on sunday morning you mentioned that society mm. portrays um fathers as not being so smart what do you think about that well
1: you know society's it really teaches our uh, is is teaching the media in particular is teaching that that uh, fathers are are not the smartest they're not the most caring they're you know, they, uh, they're all into their or anything. But, but since the beginning of time, God has, has called men to lead their families. And mm-hmm. as men, we have uh, been given a biblical directive to lead and direct as the head of our home. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, we, we have to go back to the Word of God and see that, that we are encouraged to lead as Christ, led the church mm-hmm. he was and is the head of the church and so we're the head of our home and, and, and that's a that's god's intention that's mm-hmm. god's design for a healthy family it's his design for really a healthy society but today there are those who who don't believe in the prescribed biblical roles of men and women that are given to us in the word of god yes. and and uh, their attempt is to do away with them, you know. When uh, and, and, and please, for, I know this is a women to women's mm-hmm. chat, but but kind of forgive me here by going back in history a little bit. But but uh, when when the feminist movement came along and, and they began their fight for equality, their uh, original intent was was good. It was right. It was just. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point. Uh, rather, rather than simply being happy with equality, they took the fight past the boundaries uh, and established a way to systematically uh, tear down mm-hmm. the well-established gender roles that God Himself had ordained.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: and, and and that was the danger. That was the problem. And uh, they began to believe and and began to try to portray men uh, as inept. Mm-hmm. They began at that point trying to really uh, solidify the, the, the fact because, yeah, they're, yeah, we had a lot of fathers that wasn't staying in the homes and mm-hmm. parenting their children. So, so they portrayed them as uncaring, unloving. They portrayed, uh, they're, they're portraying men as weak and, and even even unnecessary today. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and what the, what it all is, is really a systematic way of eroding the most important institution within society, and that is the family. Yeah. They're trying to destroy the family, mm-hmm. and the order of the family, the roles of the family. And, and if they can do that, yeah. they destroy society. You... Right? But what we've got to understand, uh, as, as uh, as the family goes, so goes society. but as the man goes, so goes the family so the, the, the husband, the man is <laughs> yes. the head uh-huh. of the, the home and he needs to step up.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned you know last like couple of weeks we talked about uh, the movement of being a you know feminist and I think like you said they took it way out of context yeah. at the beginning it was a good they had a good thought about it, but yeah. some woman just took it. That, no, we don't need man for this. Yeah. We don't, no, you do need God it's a family that he that's the way it was sure. you know since the beginning mm-hmm. and they play they still the head of the house and they still the ones that you know the model for for your children. And I always had said you know your dad is the prince is the, the base of the house, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. And from there he goes everything yeah. And like you know mom yes. is the heart. Of yeah. the house yeah but that is I think they they try to put them like they're not that like you said they're not that smart they're not mm-hmm. important it's just the a, a piece right there of the house that is for a reason no yeah. it's a, the main character of the family or the major why now we have to follow that's what got said
1: yeah and, and, and I think that there's a lot of fear in in the people of society today because it, they recognize that if man really gets a hold of the idea that he is the head of the house. Mm-hmm. If, and, and if he functions as God ordained him to function as not only the head, but what? The priest. Mm-hmm. He's the minister of the yep. home. So mm-hmm. if he ministers the word of God uh, in a way that will, will inspire his family to follow yeah. the, the ways of God, then, then uh, evil cannot prevail
0: because I'm going to say this and I've seen it maybe not a lot of times usually sometimes you know when a family comes to Christ and when they're the years maybe if the mom comes not everybody comes maybe you'll see the mom coming just by herself yeah. for a long time yeah. mm-hmm. but if the dead comes to the church I've seen them like everybody follow them yeah. to come to the church because that's yeah. you know it's not, I'm not saying that if just mom comes they're not going to follow at one point I'm not mm-hmm. saying that but usually, if you see the father, he's the one that he's like. I need to bring my family to the yes, Lord because so that's what is here. That's what I'm being teach. You know, that's what the Bible tells me that I need to bring my house to the Lord.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. I, I come from a uh, a Navy family. My mm-hmm. dad was uh, in the Navy. Uh, he's considered a lifer. He was in for twenty three years, um, <clears throat> and th- there was there was a lot of times that he was gone away from the home mm-hmm. because he was deployed and uh, uh, The one thing that I, I always will remember about my dad is when he was home He would pack <laughs> us up and take us to church together mm-hmm. when when he was gone Mom would mm-hmm. pack us up and take us to church, yeah. you know uh, They had they had that agreement that you know, no matter what we're going to keep our kids in church You know it, it was almost the the statement of Joshua, you know as for me in my house we
0: the water. Water. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question is, uh, I believe that father have a, you know, they have a true calling from God and they have a very heavy load and on the shoulders, you know, first uh, Timothy 3, 5, for if, or if the man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? So how do you feel about this? Well,
1: yeah, First Timothy three and five a very powerful passage of Scripture. Actually, Timothy is dealing with with elders. He's dealing with ministry, um, really, uh, within this passage. And 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 we understand that wise and kind and careful leadership at the home, if it's done at the home, uh, that should be the, the mark of every Christian family. You know that that we do uh, wise and careful. Leadership in the home—that's what we as men are supposed to uh, make sure happens, and we're supposed to do ourselves. So Paul points out in, in this passage that that the man who is unable to manage his own house—you know—how uh, can if he can't gain respect from his wife, if he can't gain respect from his children, how in the world? Does he think he's going to gain respect within the church to lead, guide, or direct anyone in the church? Mm-hmm. You know, so Paul is very, very precise here in what he's, what he's calling us to do. He's saying, "Listen, your house—that's your church. That's your church in in miniature. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, you minister to your house first. All right. If you can't do that." You can't minister within the church, mm-hmm. in, in, into the greater body, yeah. because respect starts right there in the home. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what we need to strive to achieve is is to to have the respect of our our uh, as men we need to have the respect of our wives and the respect of our children, um, and and we need to be able to come to the point that we can even respect ourselves for the job that that we are doing. You mm-hmm. know. I think it's critical that we evaluate ourselves every day mm-hmm. and see just how we're doing, okay. Mm-hmm. For me, my children are, are um, now away from the home, you know. They, they've they got their own home, they're taking care of their own kids. I've got grandkids now, six yeah. of them, and I'm loving all of them, but I'm still responsible to help take care of those grandkids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, but here's the kicker, although they're all Away from the house, I still have a home. It's me and my wife. We're empty nesters. But how I take care of her at home uh, says a lot as to how I'm taking care of the church or how I will take care of the church. Mm-hmm. So if my wife is happy, if I can keep her happy, if I can protect her, if I can care for her, if I can lead her, then Paul says that I should be able to do the thing in the greater body. Yeah.
0: It, I mean that is so true. I mean it's like what well, we always say. You know, the first testimony that we are is a testimony to our family yeah. and how we act with them. We can't. We can be one way here and one way at church. We have to start at the house Amen. and guide them to the yes. Lord first and yes. show them that this is the. You know, it's the same way here. It is the same way at church because yes. that's what God said. You can't be two different people. Yeah. And we have our testimony. That's what's going to bring our family, which is our first, like you said, where we're you, you guys are the priests of that family. Yeah. You're the, what bring them to the Lord, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me,
1: no, no, matter, no matter what, when it comes time for me to die, to, to go to be with Jesus, no matter what anybody else says, I would love for my family to be able to say, He served
0: the Lord. He taught us the ways of God. Mm-hmm. He showed
1: us how to love God. That's Amen. what I... I, I think if, if that could happen, then I'm in good shape.
0: Amen. <laughs> so it's been a great pleasure, Pastor, having you here today. We're running out of time. Okay. You know, but it's um, it's a great pleasure. And again, Happy Father's Day. Um, we're celebrating it the whole month. Yeah. Just like we do with the mothers, you know, because it's the same important. And we just want to remind you guys on Sunday... We have a service at 10 a.m yes we have it live and we have a stream if you could come come you know yeah. come and rejoice with us um we are taking still all the protocols you know staying safe everything so just come if you can come make sure that you wash it at home and rejoice yourself right there where you are we have our Bible studies on Wednesday at six o'clock and Friday it's at 7.
1: yeah and uh, and also we just started a brand new series last Sunday called my my family, my responsibility. Amen. So uh, come and, and join us for that.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ian. All
1: right, thank you for the honor.
0: Okay. God bless you all. God bless See you See you next time.